The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. We pray for the grace to be filled with awe and wonder over God's creation, including ourselves. This week's reading is Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how awesome is your name through all the earth. I will sing of your majesty above the heavens with the mouths of babes and infants. You have established a bulwark against your foes to silence enemy and avenger. When I see your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars that you set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and a son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him little less than a god, crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him rule over the works of your hands, put all things at his feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever swims the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how awesome is your name through all the earth. This week's contemporary voice is Madeline Delbro. Why should the song of the lark in the wheat fields, the buzzing of the insects in the night, and the droning of the bees among the thyme nourish our silence, and not the crowds in the street, the voices of the women in the market, the yells of the men at work, the laughter of the children in the garden, and the songs coming from the bars? All of these are the noises of creatures advancing toward their destiny, all of this is the echo of the house of God in order, in shambles. All of this is the sign of life encountering our life. Silence does not mean running away, but rather recollecting ourselves in the open space of God. Let these words sink into your soul.
This week's reflection is from Maria Kressler. If you didn't already know this about me, I am married to a scientist, a physicist to be exact. He continually helps me look at the world through an incredible lens, one that not only sees what the eye can see, but even what the eye cannot see. His excitement and joy for each and every new discovery only deepens his awe for the creator and the marvel of this world. Now, with the James Webb Telescope, for instance, we are able to learn even more about the very awesomeness of God. John's enthusiasm for what science has been able to achieve, his understanding the way our universe is shaped, is certainly contagious. I can look at the world around me and marvel at the trees, the mountains, the ocean, the stars, certainly. But the more we discover, the more awesome is our God. Today, it can be mind-boggling just how much we are learning, from the far reaches of the galaxies, to the life on this planet, to the quantum realm. Daily, scientists are learning so much about life. Equally mind-boggling is the fact that creation of that God has done in us humans, in the creation of the human being, humans who are capable of self-reflection and intellect, to discover and learn more and more about how this world is put together. In my scientist husband's mind, this is indeed a beautiful thing, a marvelous gift, one that fills him with awe and wonder. The gift John has been given to understand the mechanics of our physical world allows him to see more through God's eyes. And this then leads to a sharpened awareness of our role in being responsible for taking good care of all that is given to us. And this became so real for me as I was praying and reading this Psalm 8. As we hear, the writer expresses awe in our creation, this both and and experience, this both and reality. First, an intimate love and awe for our creator, then the recognition of our role in being stewards. How is it that this God who created us, we humans, made in the image and likeness of God, are given dominion to love and care for these marvelous works. So what we have here in this psalm are two relationships to pay attention to. That between the creator and his human creations, God, me. And that between humankind, us, and the rest of creation. God seems to want our cooperation in caring for creation. The psalmist realizes, yes, God created all this, and there is great joy, and at the same time realizes that we have been tasked with being the stewards of this earth, perhaps haven't always done so well, clearly wondering, why? Why such care for us? So where do we land after praying with the psalm? Well, for me today, the second reading then brought me to Ignatius and a a more fullness of this mystery, if you will. And the belief that we are being created moment by moment. That all things speak to God's greater glory. God is in all things. But that we humans are also expressions of God's great glory. Of course, because God is in all. That all of us are advancing toward our destiny. As Madeline Delgrill expressed. Each of us created with a purpose. Each of us are essential to the building of the beloved community of God. And so how amazing 
that. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. We conclude with a prayer by Ted Loder. Praise be to you, O Lord, who spins shining stars across the wondrous heavens and stretches out the seas, who lifts the dawn into place and sets boundaries for night, who awes the earth with storms and gentles it with the green, who gives everything a season and breathes life and love into the dust of me. Praise be to you. Praise in all things, for all things. The soft slant of sunlight, the sweat of battle, a song in the wilderness, the evening breeze, the deep breath, the tended wound, mercy, quietness, a friend. For the miracles of the daily, the mysteries of the eternal, Praise be to you. Praise from all creatures, laughers and list makers, wonders and warriors, poets and plotters and prophets, the wrinkled, the newborn, the whale and the worm. From all and from me, praise, praise be to you for amazing grace. <laughs>